the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Set your spirit on fire and let Dr. Luana Steins guide you to a life of purpose and fulfillment. To reach Dr. Luana Steins, call 760-315-1967 or visit atouchfromabove.org. And now here's your A Touch From Above host, Dr. Luana Steins. Hello. (laughs) Did I get your attention? You were probably thinking, oh, she's going to say good morning, good afternoon, or good evening. Well, I tell you, I just want to say hello and God bless you. Thank you so much for joining me. I'm Dr. Luana, and this is A Touch From Above. I am so excited all that God is doing. You know, I was thinking about thinking, number one, let let me just hold on for a minute. I want to thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you for joining me. Uh, do me a favor. Make sure that you log on to my website, touchfromabove.org. I really want to hear from you personally. And I hope, Larry, I hope you're listening. Larry is a faithful uh, reader of our East County Gazette. I write a column, weekly column, Dear Dr. Luana, that goes out all over San Diego. So uh, those of you that have uh, read in the column that were on radio, just make sure you uh, just throw me an email and say, hey, listen, I listen to you on radio. So thank you so much for joining me today. God richly bless you. You know, I titled my sermon, The Righteous Will Suffer. Oh, who wants to hear a message like that? I bet you there's some people out there that are suffering. You know, so many times we hear, well, if you're suffering, you must be doing something wrong. Or you may think, is God mad at me? You know, around the world, many, many Christians are suffering for their faith. But you and I have to be careful that we can't lose heart when we suffer as Christians. You know, it's amazing. In Matthew chapter 10, verse 36, Jesus says something really powerful. You know, first he reads in 34, he said, Do not think I came to bring peace on earth. I did not come to bring peace, but a sword. For I have come to set a man against his father, a daughter against her mother, and a daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. And a man's enemies will be those of his own household. Oh, my gosh. When you read that, you think, well, my goodness, Lord, what are you doing? And then he goes on to say, he who loves me, he who loves his father or mother more than me, he's not worthy of me. And he who loves his son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. And he who does not take his cross and follow after me is not worthy of me. He who loses his life, he who finds his life will lose it. And he who loses his life for my sake will find it. Let me stop there just for a moment. I have uh, been in ministry for almost 43, actually 43 years. I had uh, uh, started a women's home, which ended up actually six women's homes. I was thinking about how many women's homes we ended up having. 
and over 500 women have gone through our women's home. We had uh, one, two, three men's homes. And I was thinking about the 250 men that came through our men's homes. And it's amazing to see how many different people have suffered. But you know what? Some of those sufferings that they went through weren't of their own. You know, I was thinking about a young girl who had been so uh, brutally abused by her parents. Her mother was a prostitute. And that young lady, that young girl, had just she didn't know what was up, what was down. She didn't know what was right, what was good, what was bad. She just had so much confusion. So when she came into that women's home, well, of course, you know, her family, just her mom, what are you doing in a Christian home? And really came against her, but she stood strong. You know, you have to understand, uh, Jesus suffered. He suffered physically with anguish. He was rejected. You know, Jesus was falsely accused. He wasn't trusted. They abused him. They mocked and they laughed at him. You see, Jesus knew what it was like to be unloved. He knew what it was like to be hungry. I know people today think, oh, Jesus had a Cadillac. I'm sorry. He didn't have a jet. He didn't have a plane. I'm sorry. He said he had no place to lie his head. Do you remember that? He had no place to lie his head. We have to understand something. Jesus was shamed. He was slandered. He was called a liar. He was called a fraud. He was called a false prophet. He was absolutely humiliated over and over and over. And his most trusted friends at the time of the cross lost faith in him. His own disciples forsook him. One betrayed him. You know his name. Hello. I hope your name ain't Judas. One denied even though they knew him. Remember Peter? Well, let me tell you something. There's times where you will go through some hard times in your Christian walk. They spit on Jesus, and then they murdered him. Are you listening? But how many of you know God had a plan? Jesus knows what we go through, and he sympathizes with our suffering. You know, I was thinking way back as a young new believer, you know, my husband had been murdered. I'm trying to make it for God. I'm loving Jesus. I'm I'm just taking one day at a time. And, you know, I have my two little kids. This is even before I opened up any women's homes. And I'm 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 out of groceries. I'm I'm not, I don't have any money. I'm I'm trying to make it. I'm a widow. My husband was murdered. I have two little small children. Look at me with those great big brown almond shaped eyes. And they're going, Mama, we're hungry. So I'm going to the cupboard. I'm opening up the cupboard and you know, you can only have macaroni and cheese one certain way. And so I'm looking for groceries. We have no groceries. I had no money. And I wasn't about to tell anybody at church because I was too proud. Sorry, but I was a new believer and I didn't want anybody in my business. I remember walking into my room, sitting at the foot of my bed. I had closed my bedroom door and I just began to weep. I said, God, I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm serving you. It's been a couple months and, you know, it's kind of hard right now. And I, I just don't know what to do, God. I, you got to really help me. And, you know, and I said a little prayer as much as I knew how to pray. And then I got up and I made the kids some food. I found all the what I could find to throw together and make them some food. Of course, they thought it was like, oh, yummy. But that was it. That was the last. Well, the following morning, it had snowed outside and it was cold. My son, I think he was maybe seven, eight, maybe nine years old. 
He goes to the front door. He opens up the door. It's freezing cold out there. I'm all the way in the kitchen. He opens up the front door, and all of a sudden he screams, Mom, 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 come and see this. Mom, come and look. And I go, shut the door. What do you think? We're heating the outside. Shut the door. And it goes, no, Mom, you got to come. You know, I went to the front door to look out there, and on that porch, I don't know, 12, 13, 14 bags of groceries Nobody knew we didn't have any food but God. Can I tell you that God moves in miraculous ways? And when you're suffering and you don't think that God understands, I want you to know something. Christ understands. Philippians chapter 3, verse 7 says, But what things were gained to me, these I have counted loss for Christ. Yet indeed I also count all things lost for the excellence of the knowledge of Christ Jesus my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things, and count them as rubbish that I may gain Christ, and be found in him, not having my own righteousness, which is from the law, but that which is through faith in Christ, the righteousness which is from God by faith, that I may know him, the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings, being conformed to his death, if by any means I may obtain to the resurrection from the dead. You see, we have to understand something. In the midst of your trial, you have got to run to the master. You know, James, oh, James is a bad dude. I like James in the Bible. James chapter 1, reading in verses 2 and 3, it says, My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. Oh, my goodness. As a young believer, I remember one day, Lord, oh, I read the scripture, and I'm going to just pray for patience. Oh, God, thank you, Lord, for giving me. Well, don't pray for patience. Guess how patience comes? Through trials and tribulation. All of a sudden, I had a flat tire. My bicycle had a flat. My motorcycle got a flat. All kinds of things are happening. I'm thinking, oh, my gosh, what's going on here? I'm just trying to get to church. You know, and uh, hello, and then I realized, Oh, I better stop praying for patience. I said, thank you, Lord. That's enough patience. I'll, 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 t- I'll talk to you a little bit later about that. But right now, Lord, I've had kind of like my feel. I'm okay now. But, you know, sometimes we don't even realize what God is doing in your circumstance, in your situation. God is working something out. Matthew chapter 16, reading in verse 21 through 28, it says, From that time, Jesus began to show to his disciples that he must go to Jerusalem and suffer many things from the elders and the chief priests and the scribes and be killed and be raised the third day. Do you know Jesus told them exactly what was going to happen? Do you realize they just kind of had selective hearing? They really didn't understand what he was saying. Then Peter took Jesus aside and began to rebuke Jesus, saying, Far be it from you, Lord, this shall not happen to you. But Jesus turned and said to Peter, Get behind me, Satan. You're an offense to me, for you are not mindful of the things of God, but the things of men. Smack! Smack! Jesus just gave Peter a smack. I don't know about you, but you tell people today, get behind me, Satan. I'm going to another church. Forget it. I'm done with it. I'm going to go. Did you see that? She called me Satan. Well, Jesus wasn't saying that Peter was Satan. 
Jesus was saying that Peter, the devil was using Peter's voice to speak denial of the cross. And you have to understand when people say, well, the only reason you're suffering, what are you doing? What are you doing? What have you done wrong? How come? Oh, my goodness. No, 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 no. Peter meant well, but Peter really didn't understand Jesus' kingdom. And as believers in Jesus, we don't like, we don't like this world who under, who is under the sway of the wicked one, but Jesus was trying to help his disciples to understand there is a price to pay. There is a cross to bear, and there is a world to shun. We have to understand something. We're just passing through. We're citizens of heaven. We're not to be in this world. You know, Matthew chapter 16, we're in the world, but we're not of it. Do you understand what I mean? Matthew chapter 16, reading in verse 24 through 28, then Jesus said to his disciples, oh, how do you like this one? Are you ready? If anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself. What? You want me to deny myself? Yes, you little self-monster. You got to deny yourself. Let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. For whoever desires to save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. The only way that you can find God's perfect will is let go of your own. For what profit is it if a man, he gains the whole world and loses his own soul? Or what will a man give in exchange for his soul? For the Son of Man will come in glory, the glory of his Father with his angels, and then he will reward each one according to his works. Are you listening? What profit is it for a man to gain the whole world and lose his soul? Do you realize how many out there have sold out Christ, no, not for 30 pieces of silver. You've sold him out for less than that. You've sold him out for money. You no longer go to church. You no longer care about tithing. You no longer care about praying. You no longer care about reading the word. Something has happened. The enemy has come in, Mark chapter 4. The devil has stolen the word, and the word has become unfruitful. But I want you to know something. You went through a trial, and you threw it all in. You said, forget it. This servant God's too hard. No, 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 no. Or what will a man give in exchange for his soul? You see, you have to remember, for the Son of Man will come in in the glory of his Father with his angels, and he will reward us. He will reward those that are faithful. So when you're going through that hard time and when you're going through that trial and when you run out of groceries and you counting your pennies and tipping your purse on the side or hunting down coins in the crevice of your couch. Hello, have you been there? I've been there. I've done that. I know what it's like. Or when you're lifting up the hose of the gas, trying to make sure you get every single drop of that gas in your tank. Hello. You see, Jesus is our hope. Jesus is our help. And, you know, Matthew chapter 24, verse 9 says, They will deliver you up to tribulation and kill you, and you will be hated by all nations for my namesake. Are you really thinking that the world is going to love you because now you're a Christian? No. Do you know what that's like? Have you ever been in a dark room and then somebody turns on a great big flashlight and they're flashing it right in your eyes and you're going, Oh, my gosh, get that light out of my eyes. Shut the light. Dim the light. 
You know, that's exactly what it's like sometimes when a Christian who carries the true light of Christ and they walk into a dark place where it's filled with sinners and corruption and vile and you walk in and it's like, oh my gosh, there's that Christian. Oh my gosh. And you know, even people at your job, they'll try to come against you. Hold on. Don't worry about that. They try to come against Daniel, but Daniel stood the test of time and God was with him and God elevated him. You know, you have to be, you have to understand, and many will be offended, will betray one another, and will hate one another. Are you flipping out, having a hard time because somebody betrayed you? I love you, darling. But get a number and get in line. Get in the betrayal line. Get in the rejection line. Get in the nobody likes me line. I'd love to tell you that everybody's going to love you. But I've been saved 43 years. And as a woman preacher, pioneered my first church, pioneered my second church, hallelujah, we saw over 6,000 people saved. Now building a prayer mountain, pioneering my third church. You know what? People aren't going to always like me. I've had people literally come into my service and go, oh my gosh, it's a woman pastor. It's like, oh, really? Oh my goodness, you're kidding me. Let me run to the mirror. Oh yeah, I'm a woman. Of course I'm a woman. Well, you know, it doesn't matter what somebody says. The Bible says in 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 13 through 17, but even if you should suffer for righteousness' sake, you're blessed. And do not be afraid of their threats, nor be troubled, but sanctify the Lord God in your hearts and always be ready to give a defense to everyone who asks you a reason for the hope that is in you with meekness and fear, having a good conscience. But when they defame you as evildoers, those who revile your good conduct in Christ may be ashamed, for it is better if it is the will of God to suffer for doing good than for doing evil. Can you listen? That is so awesome. Jesus knew we would be tempted. Jesus knew we would be rejected. Jesus knew we'd be betrayed. Jesus knew that, but he promised he would keep us from falling. You know, the Bible says in Hebrews chapter 4, verse 15, For we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weakness, but was in all points tempted as we are yet without sin. I believe Paul suffered his whole Christian life because of his strong stand. He was strong. Oh, my goodness, he was strong. Judaizers mocked Paul all the time. He was one of them before his conversion on the road to Damascus. He was now a Christian preaching Jesus and Christ crucified, holiness and righteousness. You don't think those scribes and Pharisees and Sadducees and the Judaizers were very upset with him? Oh, yes, they did. They were. They hated him. You know, it's amazing how Paul sends young Timothy with a message to the church while Paul's in chains and in prison. Are you listening? Do you realize how many Christians in Iran, how many Christians in North Korea are in prison? Nobody knows their names. Do you realize how many Christians in the Congo there are? We have a Touch from Above ministry in Malawi, Africa. Every single day, we feed 35 to 40 orphans every day. We just bought our land. We just dug our well. Now, oh yeah, we just fenced the whole area. Do you realize how many people suffer? These little orphans, I'm telling you what, it just breaks my heart. Well, guess who's feeding them? 
an orphan that I met when she was only 13 years back in Malawi when I went to Africa to preach throughout uh, the Congo, uh, not Congo, Malawi and in the bush. And she was in one of the orphanage, which is now grown. Isaac, my young interpreter, ended up marrying her. And now they have a touch from above in Malawi, Africa, and they have a heart to feed the orphans. What a blessing that is. And now, little by little, we're going to build out little teeny units on that land. I'm so excited. But Paul sends Timothy back. Why? In 2 Timothy, he sends him back to the church. What's he going to tell him? Well, listen, 2 Timothy chapter 2, verses 3. You, therefore, must endure hardship as a good soldier of Christ Jesus. No one engaged in warfare entangles himself with the affairs of this life that he may please Jesus who enlisted him as a soldier. And also, if anyone competes in athletics, he's not crowned unless he competes according to the rules. The hardworking farmer must be first to partake of the crops. Consider what I say, and may the Lord give you understanding in all things. Remember that Jesus Christ of the seed of David was raised from the dead according to my gospel, for which I suffer trouble as an evildoer, even to the point of chains." Ah, but the word of God is not chained. Therefore, I endure all things for the sake of the elect, that they also may obtain the salvation, which is in Jesus Christ with eternal glory. You have to understand something. We have to be faithful. We have to hang in there. Paul reminds the church in Thessalonia. He says, don't lose heart. The church was suffering great persecution, and they were being killed for their faith. You have to understand, don't don't fall apart when people don't like you. You just look at them. I remember when I was, uh, God told me to b- start building a prayer mountain. I was getting a major use permit, and all of my neighbors, every single one, they had signed a petition, said, we don't want that Christian thing there. And I knew right away, uh-oh, I hit a stronghold. So I went into my prayer closet, and I went into prayer. I said, God, you've got to give me favor. I'm telling you what. It took me six and a half years to get through a major use permit, and one demand after another, money after money after money was demanded of me. But you know what? We just endured. Did I ever want to quit? No. Was my body tired? Yes. Was I upset at the neighbors? A time or two. But I tried to make cookies for them. I tried to say, why don't you come and see what I'm doing? Uh, You know, you may not like me today, but you're going to love me tomorrow. I'm trying so hard to smooth over. But I'm telling you what, God moved on our behalf. You see, Paul was concerned about their faith. And you have to understand something. Paul warned them and encouraged the church. He encouraged them for their eternal reward. You see, our reward after that hard trial of six and a half years of fighting through everything, can I tell you, it's amazing to me. Pastors come from all over. We've had people come, pastors that are from um, Congo, pastors that are from Kenya, pastors that are from Russia. I have one Russian pastor that goes into that prayer grotto and prays eight hours He just prays there all day long. We have pastors that come from Mexico, from South America, from Eritrea, Pastor Davet, all kinds of different pastors that come up to the prayer mountain, and they bring their teams, and they bring their people, and they're praying and praying and praying. You see, no wonder the devil was so mad. No wonder he didn't want me to build out the prayer mountain. No wonder he brought trial after trial after trial. Why? Because we 
reach the whole world through that prayer mountain. You see, the power of prayer is amazing, and I am so excited. So listen to me. Right now, you're going through a hard time. Maybe some of you, your husband has walked out. Some of you, your wife has left you and your kids, and you just just wake up crying every morning. Maybe some of you are going through a hard time. Sickness, the evil reports. Maybe you understand shaking that person, counting your change. This trial shall pass, and this too shall pass. I want you to know something. Hang in there. Don't give up. When your heart is hit, don't you quit. Our God is faithful, and every day I'm going to share one thing after another, things that I've gone through 43 years in ministry. I'm telling you, you can't tell me I haven't had a trial. I've had more than enough, darling. But I want you to know our God is faithful. Pray with me right now. Say, Jesus, I know I'm going through it. I want to give up, but I can't. Please forgive me, Lord, for even thinking that. Jesus, be my strength. Be my refuge. Be my help, Lord. You're my hope. Help me. Help me, Lord, to hold on. Keep my hands close to you, O God. May I hold on to the plow. Help me not look to the right. Help me not look to the left. Help me not look behind me. But help me to press on towards the mic or the prize of the upward call of Christ Jesus, my Lord and Savior. Help me to love you, Jesus, because only you can carry me through. There is no other way for you to carry me through. I need you. I need you in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. You've been listening to A Touch From Above with Dr. Loana Steins. For your financial support of any amount, you'll receive her book, A Mother's Story. Send your gift to P.O. Box 2800, Ramona, California, 92065. Visit atouchfromabove.org and come visit a church service, 10 a.m. at 16145 Highway 67, Ramona, California, 92065. Dress warm. It's a church without walls. Are you distracted? Seems like everything gets in the way. Come to a Touch From Above Prayer Mountain, 25 beautiful acres. Walk up to the cross or relax in a small private cabin to pray. Bring your leaders to pray. At Prayer Mountain, God answers prayer. Even Jesus had to get away to pray. Call today and make your reservation, 760-315-1967. Your answer is just a prayer away. A touch from above.org. Like the ravages of a flood, but I call on the name of Jesus and the power of his blood. I have victory over Satan. Glory to the King of Kings. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.